How do you paint the portrait of a man? How do you capture what it was really like to walk with someone for years? We are each a mosaic of the stories and adventures in our life. And as we scroll back through pictures, we are flooded with the memory of more than just one moment, but whole days and experiences that will last forever. Hello and welcome to Young Living's podcast, The YL Drop. My name is Jacob Young, your host. Young Living is the world leader in producing and distributing premium essential oils. And this podcast will provide you with drops of information about Young Living, including stories, history, product information, lots of little fun facts, and even more. And we also give you an opportunity to win some cool prizes. In studio with us today is the director of special projects, Mr. John Wetton. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. So what exactly do you do as the director of special projects? Um, so it's kind of a, a silly title. That's, I'm, I'm totally happy to admit that it's a title <laughs> that really doesn't make any sense. But um, back when I was... Uh, working for your dad, it was, he would just basically throw whatever he wanted to at me and I would have to kind of figure out how to do it. So that's, that's how the title came about. And so it's just stuck. Nice. And so while you were working for my dad, you were his photographer, essentially, correct? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I worked for Young Living, but, um, I guess guess you could say one of my primary roles um, was as a photographer or a documentarian. So whether that was video or, or photography, um, I, I more or less handled a lot of those projects. I preferred photography. It just, photos tend to get used way, way, way into the future. Um, and, and video kind of can fall by the wayside pretty easily. So the the photos are pretty, uh, are, are what I love the most only because I know that it's like the most bang for your buck. I guess. So photos are timeless where videos can kind of yeah, get outdated. I mean, and I, and I love, I love photos because they're, they're just like literally just one, one little instant of time. Right. And, and, but yet they, they can tell a whole story, mm-hmm. even though, you know, the shutter was only open for maybe one five hundredth of a second, but yeah. there's like a whole story there. You captured some of the most iconic shots of my dad. What were those shots? Yeah. Um, so there's, uh, so if I, if I walk through the building, um, and you know, I've been to, I also just came back from Ecuador a couple of days ago. And so I was, I was at the experience center down in Ecuador. Also, I've, I've been in the experience center here at, here at GHQ and, uh, and going down to the, the school, the uh, Young Living Academy, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious which photographs are kind of like everybody's favorite. Mm-hmm. And there tend to be, I mean, there's, there are maybe more than three, but there are, there tend to be three that like really get used over and over and over and over again. Um, and so those three are, uh, your dad in the tea fields in Taiwan. It's a beautiful shot. And, um, and then there's another shot of him, uh, this kind of sunsetty. Um, with a, a row of black spruce, spruce trees behind him. He's in a field of, of, you know, just, he's in a field, but then there's trees behind him. And then, of course, the, the photo that everybody knows is he's watching the oil bubble up in the distillery at the Northern Lights Distillery in Fort Nelson. So can you talk a little bit more about those photos, like the setting and what all you were doing to get those shots? And Okay, so, yeah, I'll probably start off with... Um, 
the uh, the tea fields. It's like there's that misty, mm-hmm. the misty tea fields. So um, we were in Taiwan and uh, we were working on the sleek tea product. And um, so we had gone over there to look at different vendors and and you know, find the best tea we possibly could. And we were looking at this vendor that had, um, they, they sold an oolong tea. Is that how you say it in English? Yeah, yeah. I think it's oolong, yeah. Okay. And, um, and uh, so, the, I mean, this, this tea farmer, he had won so many awards for his tea. Like, it was, it was really fun to hear him tell the stories of going all th- to all of these tea. There's tea competitions. Did you know that? No, there's like, I had no There's idea. like tea competitions and there's like, you, there's like world Olympics for tea, basically. But, okay. I mean, you just, you like slurp tea. And anyway, so we were there and we were learning all about tea. And then we went out to these tea fields. And because we, of course, wanted to see where it was grown. Yeah. We wanted to see the, the process of, of, of how the tea is harvested and processed and stored and transported, the whole thing. And so we're out in the tea fields. And uh, so Taiwan is a very mountainous island. I mean, it just rises up out of the ocean. And um, so in the afternoons, when the, uh, when the warm air comes in off the ocean... And, and rises up against the mountains, um, it, it hits cooler air. I mean, the, the air cools mm-hmm. as it rises and eventually you hit this condensation point. And so it's like out of nowhere, we're just up there and it was sunny and, and then all of a sudden this mist rolled in and, um, and I thought, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> and um, I mean, luckily your dad was like in a clean shirt and he had his hat and like everything, he looked really good. <laughs> and uh, so I said, hey, Gary, just go, just go up into the, into the rows and just, just walk back and forth for me. And uh, so I kind of did directed a little photo shoot, like completely unexpected <laughs> and had no idea that like those photos would become as iconic as, as they have. I mean, I was just like, I was thinking about like sleek tea as a yeah. product. I wasn't really thinking about oh, like, we're going to use this series of photographs for like decades into the future. <laughs> so anyway, it's been fun to just see those photos used over and over and over and over again. Oh, that's lots of fun. Yeah. What about Fort Nelson? So there's a photo. Um, this one's not quite as used, but I mean, I see it fairly often. Um, and, uh, your dad's just standing in a field and, uh, there's, the sun is kind of setting behind him over his shoulder and there's, you know, the row of, of black spruce trees. I think I might've already described that, but yeah, there's a row of black spruce trees behind him. Well, the funny thing is, so that shot was taken, um, on the day that the concrete was, was poured for the footings of that distillery. And, um, Gary wanted to shoot a video for, um, for the members to be like, Hey, we're here. Um, cause Valor was out of stock because we couldn't get black spruce. And so he like really wanted to help people understand, Hey, construction has begun. Yeah. Like I, he, he just wanted to like shoot this video to like tell people, Hey, things are, um, you know, things are moving. Uh, I'm going to get Valor back online as soon as I possibly can, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, um, I mean, my job is to make your dad look as good as possible. (laughs) And sometimes uh, we were at odds about, well, we were often at odds about how, 
a shot should be set up or like where he should stand or you know, like <laughs> should we shut off some machine in the background that was making noise? He's like, no, leave the machine running because it's like authentic. <laughs> and I'm like, but I can't hear you. <laughs> you know, so that's like, so there was a lot of kind of back and forth on a, a lot of things. But I was like, Gary, let's just go. Let's just go stand over here in the field a little bit. It's going to look amazing. And he's like, no, let's let's like stand in the middle of all the concrete. And I'm like, no, it's not going to look as good. And there's so much noise. No one will even be able to hear you because there's a concrete pump running. Just and, add subtitles. I know. So anyway, after actually quite a bit of like <laughs> arguing, <laughs> your dad capitulated. <laughs> and... Um, so we go over and stand in the field. He's like, I don't like this. Like, I want to be facing this other direction. I said, no, 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 no. Like, you're going to stand there. I'm going to be here. And I said, Gary, let me just let me just fire off one shot just so I can show you what it looks like. And so he stood there. And I was like, you might as well smile. And so he smiles. <laughs> so I really only have one frame <laughs> of him standing there in that field. And I only sh- the sole purpose I shot that photograph was to prove to him that it looked good. <laughs> And again, we've just it's a really we've used good photo it too, yeah. a lot of times, and it was only to like so, so when, he would stop arguing with so me. So when, when you showed him the photo, what did he say? He's like, "Wow, that looks really good." <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then we shot a video, and yeah, that's that's how that photo came to be. So. That's awesome. So there's two photos that you actually took at Fort Nelson. That one that you just shared and described, but there's also the one of him looking and watching the oil bubble up after the first distillation. So the, so the, the first shot, the, the shot that I just described was, was taken um, right before the first snow. So it was um, probably late October mm-hmm. or um, anyway, it was, just, it, was, it was just as it was starting to get really cold. Um, and, uh, and then your dad worked building that distillery obviously there was a huge construction crew involved as well but you know they your dad and the whole team they worked all winter long yeah and they even tried to convince him hey wait you just like just <laughs> get the footings poured get a get a few things done but once it freezes like it freezes hard and it's so expensive to to build anything they're like just just wait till spring like april will roll around and things will thaw out. And he said, no, like, we're going to work all winter long. I'm going to bring Valor back online. Like, that's... <laughs> I remember and, him walking around with the team with blow torches, literally unthawing the ground yeah. to keep... Uh, yeah, it was... Yeah. It was crazy. And uh, so so the whole team worked through the winter. And um, and then finally, the, the distillery was put together enough you know, there's a boiler there that's mm-hmm. producing steam and there's like one or two distillation chambers and the welding just finally got finished and they got cleaned out. And, uh, you know, there's, there'd been a, a, a pile of chips sitting there for a, like a couple of weeks. Cause he's like, no, we're going to distill. And then things weren't ready. Yeah. And, you know, so he was like itching, really, really itching to distill. And, um, anyway, finally, finally everything was ready. And it was even kind of late, late in the day um, when they finally got the steam turned on. But he's like, no, like we're going tonight. <laughs> I'm not going to wait another day. They got, you know, the, the chips loaded into the, into the cooker, the cooker. And, uh, and then once, you know, once they turned the steam on, like everybody just kind of calmed down because 
there was still stuff to do, but mm-hmm. it was like, wow, we're actually, we're actually going to produce some essential oil. And your dad went down and, um, there was, there was kind of like a short ladder from what I remember. There's kind of a short ladder and, um, he just pulled the ladder over next to the, um, the, is it, uh, just the separator, the separator. I wanted to say condenser. It's below the <laughs> condenser. He just pulled the ladder over and kind of just, just leaned against the ladder from what I remember. And, um, and he was just watching that glass on the top of the separator. He was just waiting for the first couple of, of, uh, you know, drops of oil to bubble up through the water. And, uh, just had this, you know, really peaceful look on his face. And, uh, so I grabbed the the camera. I, I usually have two cameras with me, one with a wide angle lens on it and, you know, one with a, a, uh, a telephoto lens. And so I just took a few steps back so he wouldn't really notice me. And, uh, he just looked really, really calm. He's like, you know, cause he'd worked all winter yeah. and it's finally like, Hey, it was that big reward after yeah, working super it, hard. Exactly. Kind of and he's just like waiting for the magic to happen. And so I fired off a couple of shots and I mean, I actually knew at the moment that I took them that they were iconic. I had no idea how they would end up getting used. Um, but, but I even like, I remember getting back to the house that night and like, like triple backing them up. <laughs> Just because <laughs> I was like, sure I was like, them. I was like, these, because there's like two or three or, you know, I probably shot like 10 frames, but there was, um, you know, but as after I shot them, I was reviewing them. I was like, wow, this is like, we're going to use these for sure. And, um, you know, the funny thing is, uh, one of the reasons they didn't get, they didn't end up getting used until actually after your dad passed away was he didn't like them. Yeah. Uh, because he said he looked tired in them. He look. he does look, he, he does he look was, tired. He was very yeah. tired. Like he said, they were working all winter long. Yeah. I mean, from four o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. He said that the photos showed his wrinkles too much. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the reason he has those wrinkles is because again, he just, just hard work, hard work, not enough sleep, a lot of time out in the sun, yeah. you know, farming, all, all of the same things that really, you know, characterized your dad. For me, I, I love these stories, and I know everybody else listening love these, loves these stories as well. And we would love and hope for you to come back and share some more stories, you know, of my dad, maybe some of your own that you really enjoy. Is that possible? Yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a few f- photos that were a lot of fun to to take. Yeah, maybe I could dig up a few. And have some fun stories connected to them as well, I bet. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll just... Uh, Hope to have you back soon and really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on to the show and share a few of your stories and a few of your photos and really appreciate your work and the photos that you've taken. It means a lot to all of us, including my family, and we just really appreciate you. So thank you, John. Yeah, thanks, and you're welcome. You've seen the picture and learned the story behind it. And now is your chance to own a part of Young Living's history. Today, you have a chance to win an 8.5 by 11 print of one of the most iconic shots of Gary Young. Along with the photo, you will receive a bottle of Gary's Light. Gary's Light is formulated to enlighten our minds to a greater awareness of truth and discernment, certainly something we need today. So comment down below on this YouTube video, hashtag photo, for your opportunity to win. Good luck! Now let's learn a little more about how Gary's Light and other essential oils come to be. A few weeks ago, we introduced Young Living Seed to Seal Commitment. 
To get caught up on any past episode, you can listen to our podcast archives on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. Look for the episode Essential Stories and the Seed, where we talk about the first pillar of Seed to Seal, sourcing. Today, we continue that journey of how your favorite essential oils get from the farm to your home with pillar number two, science. And to help us all understand some of the technical aspects, we brought our executive director of research and development, Rich Carlson. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jacob. It's good to be here. How are you doing? I'm well. Yeah, everything going well down in research and development? It's been a while since I've been down there, so. Yeah, um, uh, we miss you down there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but everything is going well. Yeah, we, we've always got a lot of projects going on. Oh, yeah. And, and um, it, it's fun. It's, it's the best place in the company to work. I do miss it. So we talked about sourcing and we talked about the seed and how to plant the seed and how to mature the seed. Now we want to get it to an essential oil. So what are the next steps with that? Well, the, the next step to get it from the plant and to get the oil from the plant, in scientific terms, we say we do some sort of an extraction. We're moving what's in the plant away from that into another state. The best way to do that with essential oils is through a process called distillation. Um, let's talk a little bit about the process of steam distillation. Now, you've been, you grew up with steam <laughs> distillation, yeah. so this is nothing new to you, but a lot of our listeners out there might, might be curious to know how this process works. Uh, basically, we take plant material, and usually we, we chop the plant material up into small pieces, into small chunks. Um, if we're on one of our, uh, our farm in Idaho and we have some conifer trees where we're going to make Idaho blue spruce oil mm -hmm. or grand fir oil, we'll chop up those trees into fine pieces. So we'll take those small pieces and we'll put them in, in a basket. We'll put them in some sort of a container. And then underneath that basket we have water. When that water gets hot, we'll get it hot enough that it will create steam. The end result is, is the steam will, will, will migrate or it will pass through the plant material. And as it does that, that hot steam will interact with the plant and it breaks those vacuoles that contain the essential oils. Yep. And the essential oil is entrained or it's captured by the steam and and that travels up um, into the gas phase yeah you know, you know the next step it, yeah. it that goes vapor, into the gooseneck right that vapor goes into the gooseneck and then it hits the condenser Condenser is a fancy word for cold water. Yep. <laughs> so, so we're lowering the temperature of the steam. And when that happens, that everything that's in the gas phase... Goes back into liquid form. Goes back into the liquid phase. We know that oil and water don't mix. Yep. So then it goes into the collector. Yep. And we can separate, or the separator, we, we use both terms... And it separates the oil and the water. Yeah, it's great. It's very simple, and it's functional, and it works great. Right. Another common way to get essential oils from things um, that are 
different types of plants, you know, resins from frankincense yep. and myrrh are typically hydro-distilled. And I liken that up as to preparing pasta. You know, the resin goes directly into the water, and then you heat that water up, and it, it gets hot, and it boils, and, and then that resin... Uh, releases the essential oil into the water. And then from there, it's the same. We separate the oil and the water. It goes through. We don't need a condenser at this point. Yeah. Because, but but we do keep a lid on it so we don't have the those precious terpenes escape dur- Great. during the whole process. So we have standard distillation, which is with the regular distiller and the gooseneck and condenser and separator. We have hydro distillation with frankincense for resin. And then we have a third one for our citruses. Um, Well, not distillation, but another form of extracting oils as well. Correct. And what is that third process for our citrus? Citruses, sorry. Um, The vacuoles in citrus are are between... um, the rind and the fruit. Mm-hmm. And if those of you that like to cook, if you if you talk about adding lemon zest or orange zest to to a dish, you're releasing the essential oils. Yep. That that's what we're doing. There are several different ways to do it, but it's basically the same thing. Um, and and some of them have fancy names, and I don't remember all the fancy <laughs> names. Uh, one of the techniques is we have this machine and whole fruit will in there and it tumbles around and as it tumbles around it hits these little spikes and and it's constantly flushed with water so as as it hits those spikes the oil gets released and this is a lot of high-tech equipment that we're using and it's crazy to see just how far we've come since my father's first distillation uh, where he took pots just you know pots out of your kitchen the big deep pots and welded three of those together and that was the first cooker Uh, the ingenuity and the creativity is just amazing and that distiller you can actually see down in our d gary young museum here at global headquarters if you'd love to see that Um, Um, you know your dad was a farmer farmers are some of the most creative and innovative people on the planet yes you are so that doesn't surprise me (laughs) you are very very right So I don't think a lot of people realize that there's singles and there's blends. And what we mean by that is singles, right? Think of peppermint and lavender and goldenrod. They themselves are single essential oils. One certain species that's been steam distilled and bottled for our our enjoyment and our, our use. Correct. And then you have blends, which is a combination of blending of different oils mixed into one oil itself. Correct, which, which in itself is an art and a science. And I'd like to hear you talk about blend creation because Young Living is the company that first started blending different single essential oils to create a blend. And we all know that Valor yes. was, was the first blend. Uh, so I'd like to hear your thoughts on that so as you know my dad was always looking at different ways to you know uh add and apply essential oils in different aspects of you know the world um different aspects of aromatherapy he's just trying to see what more could be done with these essential oils and what i think he was also trying to 
harness nature's energy in a way that brought the benefits of multiple plants into one yes into one product yes and so that it had a much better therapeutic benefit to a person rather than trying to give them a recipe well put some lavender on then put some roman chamomile and so forth so to go along with that one of the first things that he found as far as the first blend that he ever discovered or i guess was known as a blend is he was looking at different research papers from Europe while he was over in France with Jean Noël and came across papers about these thieves, these grave robbers that were using a specific blend to keep them out of harm's way of the Black Plague at the time. And what had happened is these grave robbers were going around robbing people who had passed away from the plague and they were robbing them of their jewelry and their clothing and stuff because they were buried with their belongings. And what the town at the time where the robbers were located could not figure out is how these robbers were not getting the plague themselves. Mm -hmm. And it was a mixture of clove, lemon, cinnamon bark, eucalyptus radiata, and rosemary. And that blend itself, those oils are in a blend today, what my father made is now called Thieves Essential Oil. It is one of our most popular blends and one of our most well-known blends in the world. And and most copied. Yes. <laughs> and most copied. And, and I don't think anybody's got it right, but no, everybody tries has. to copy it and steal the name. There, there's just an art to it. Right. Anybody can can throw a few oils together and shake it up, yep, right? Correct. But, but that doesn't mean it, it's going to be beneficial. We could get really in-depth as far as creating blends and the whole science behind it. And I'd love Rex to come on and talk about it, because he's way better explaining it than I am. The the listeners can go on our website, and, and we can see the—I'm uh, not sure how many blends we, we have. I think we have over 100 I want to say it's it's close to that. And you're right. You, you can go on the website, and you can see all the blends that are on there. You can see some of the science behind the blends as well. And— um, the website lists all the components of the blends. We don't, we don't tell you the percentage of each component, of course. <laughs> that's that's our intellectual property rights. Yes. But but you know what's in it. You know what's in it, the purpose behind it. Uh, a lot Correct. of our blends and a lot of our oils and all of them eventually, we're still working on getting it out there. We'll have research paper and science papers attached to it. You can scroll down and see that we have our research and science page info and you can click on there and just find more information about the blends and the oils oils and the products themselves. And not all of them have it quite yet. We're still getting it out there. It's a lot of information to put out onto the website, but it is getting there. And I think it's just amazing that we have that. Right. Well, Richard, thank you so much for taking time to come up here and share your science and, well, not your science, but the science about, you know, the products, Young Living, your knowledge behind it. Uh, you're an exceptional gentleman. I, I, just as a human being, I really appreciate you and all that you do. I have such high respect for you as well as you've taught me many, many things while I was in the research department. And I've learned a lot more things today as well. And so really appreciate you for coming on and sharing all that you had to share. Thank you, Jacob. And make sure to tune in in a couple of weeks because we will be hitting our third pillar and our final pillar with our C2Sil process, which covers standards. Richard will be back on to cover a bit more about that, and we will have another gentleman joining us with that as well. Okay. 
Thanks again to Rich Carlson and to John Wetton. And finally, thanks to you for tuning into this episode of the YL Drop. Remember, you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, on YouTube, and Apple Podcasts, as well as our newly refurbished website at www.youngliving.com. Don't forget to oil up YL family. This is Jacob Young, dropping out. Dropping out.